0: Okay hey guys, we're um, in Lesson 25, we're looking at the fall of Babylon, we're going to be in chapter 18, looking at verses 1 to 24. Now, as we start this, we've already saw all of the judgments take place, the seal judgment, the trumpet judgments, and the bowl judgments. And the bowl judgments were the final judgments, and so there was a devastating earthquake, most of the world was destroyed. And so then what happens now is John sees a vision of Babylon being destroyed. And what we saw is two components of Babylon being destroyed. was religious Babylon, which we looked at last week. And this week we're going to look at what is the government or the economic Babylon, which, is, which are tied together. Now, let me explain something to you. When we talk about Babylon, what we're talking about, Babylon in the Bible refers in two ways. Number one, a specific kingdom which was ruled by Nebuchadnezzar and, and his grandson later, Belshazzar. But it also refers to an entity, a, a world government structure that really there's a lot of Babylon's. Peter uses the word Babylon to describe the Holy Roman Empire. In his epistles, he refers to as writing from Babylon. He didn't write from Babylon. He wrote from Rome. So it it usually refers to a future world government, a world empire government at some point. And so what we're going to talk about is the destruction of a future world government empire. Now, I may say some things today that you might find controversial and you may even get upset with me about, and that's fine, but I need to throw it out there. Now, here's the reason why. We are going to be describing... A entity that exists that when it is destroyed, the whole world mourns because it's destroyed. One group in particular that mourns when it's destroyed are the merchants because the merchants make lots of money off of this entity because they sell stuff to her. Now, what am I trying to get at here? Folks, what I want you to see is is that It it could possibly be even the United States. Now, I know that's controversial because for years in prophecy conferences and stuff, you maybe even have been taught that, you know, we're going to get wiped out by nuclear weapons before that ever happens. You don't know that. In fact, when you look at the description, it's actually describing what's going on today. Like, for instance, folks, when the economy crashes in the U.S., who does that affect? everybody. Why? Because everybody's what? Selling to us. You know, the reality is, everybody sells to us. So when something happens to us, do you understand? The merchants will mourn. Now, I'm not saying that's who we are, but you don't know what the future holds. Do you understand what I'm saying? So sometimes, here's the problem, guys. I need you to understand this. We need to quit looking at our Bibles with our patriotism. Do you understand what I'm saying? You need to quit interpreting the Bible with your patriotic thinking. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, why would you say that, George? Well, here's what I want you to understand. Because the Bible very clearly says that the nations will be judged. Now, who are the nations? All the nations. Who's included in that? We are. Do you understand every nation will be judged period. so we need to keep it in perspective. now if I've offended you and you're upset I, I'm, I've really folks, that's just the way it is. Do you understand? and, and I, I want to help you because we have to do you understand our citizenship first of all is where in heaven that's your first citizenship. Do you understand? So, And for years, what has happened in church, and I know this because I've been around for a long time, we've put the cross here and the American flag here on the equal plane. But I'm going to be honest with you. The flag submits to the cross. That's just reality. Jesus is supreme, King of kings, Lord of lords. And so we need to keep things in perspective. So let's look. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3, first of all, the fall of Babylon. And look at what it says in verse 18. And after these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the Great has fallen, it's fallen, and has become the dwelling place of demons, and a prison for every foul soul, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornications, and the kings of the earth had committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. Okay, folks, here's what we're going to see. First of all, there's an angel from heaven. An angel from heaven. John sees a great angel with authority descend from heaven. So there's a great angel with authority descending from heaven. And this angel makes a pronouncement. He makes a decree. Here's what he says. The angel proclaims the fall of the great city Babylon. The great city Babylon. Now, let me just stop for a moment. I want to remind you of something. We're talking about whatever some governmental agent, some entity that is in control, that everybody's buying from and everything, but it's referred to as a city. Well, that's because usually power is, even within a nation, is focused where? In a city. So, like, for instance, when we talk about where the power is in Russia, everybody knows that the power in Russia is where? Moscow. When we say where the power is in France, everybody knows the power in France is where? France. I mean, excuse me, Paris. Where is it in England, folks? Yeah, you know, in London. Where is it in the United States? D.C., actually two places possibly. D.C. and economically it's where? New York, just four hours away from here. Do you understand what I'm saying? So here's what I'm saying. When you talk about even national entities, like for instance, Italy it's where? Rome. Germany it's Berlin. You, you always think of the government as being where, the power. So like even in our state, when we talk about where stuff is, we all, every, everybody always refers to where? Harrisburg. Because everything that runs out of Harrisburg, right, drives us crazy. But that's where you, I mean, just try to get something done with the DMV, you know. It's all in Harrisburg. So here we see there's a great city. It's called Babylon. Now, I don't know that that, that is not going to be its actual name. Let me just go ahead and tell you. Its name isn't literally Babylon. But it's called Babylon because spiritually it represents what Babylon was. So let's go on. The voice from heaven calls the people of God to leave the city. So we're going to see that. Look with me at verse 4 and 5. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. So first of all, there's a voice from heaven that calls the people of God to leave the city. And here's why. Here's the reason why they're told to leave. The city is marked for destruction because of its sins. The city is marked for destruction because of its sins. So then verses six through eight tells us what the judgment is. Look with me at verse six. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works. In the cup of which she has mixed, mix double for her. In measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen and I am no widow and will not see sorrow. Therefore her place will come in one day, death and mourning and famine. She will be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. Let's notice what the judgment is here. First of all, the principle of recompense. Babylon is to receive double the affliction that she gave others. Okay, first of all, I want you to understand. When you talk about an a, a economic governmental structure like this, that is so prominent... It got there because it wasn't nice. Do you you understand what I'm saying? It wasn't nice because, I mean, there is something to be said. I mean, nobody here is deceived into thinking that all companies treat their employees right, do they? Do they? I mean, there are a few, but most of the big ones, no, they don't. Especially when they become corporations, because when they become corporations, they become what? Machines. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And this is true. This is So, does that mean that people are abused? People get hurt. People get hurt by stuff. Is that not true? I, mean, I I'm a pro-business guy. I'm just going to let you know that. But I'm also a realist. And you can't be deceived. People get hurt. So, however this entity, this governmental structure got there, it got there on the backs of people. Do you understand what I'm saying? It got there because it hurt people. And especially with this entity, it was attacking God's people. So, what I want you to see is the Bible tells us that there is a principle of retribution here. And what the principle of retribution is, is that this entity... This nation, this city, state, whatever it is going to be, is going to receive double the affliction that it gave to others. See, God pays back, folks. God pays back. And we need to realize that. Vengeance is His. And when He repays, it isn't just going to be a slight payment. He says, give her double what she gave to everybody else. Isn't that awesome? I mean, he says, give her double what she gave to everybody else. And so you get, I mean, the payback is big. Payback is big here. And so notice the scope of her judgments. The amount of her torment will be proportionate to her wealth. So how much torment this, this entity, this governmental entity, this nation is going to receive this world government and the people that are a part of it, will be proportionate to the amount of wealth that she has. So if she has a lot of wealth, great will be her torment. Because why? Because she got her wealth off of who? Was it in a good way? No. You understand? It was greed and luxury. In fact, there was an attitude here. Look at the attitude that, that, is, that symbolizes this people group, whosoever is in charge. Look at what it says to her in verse 7. In measure she glorified herself and lived luxuriously. In same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, not as a widow, and will not see sorrow. This is a mindset that says, Man, I am doing okay. I am never going to have problems. I am not like a widow. Now, understand, in the Bible, a widow is considered destitute. Because in, a, in, in the Bible, if there was no family to take care of a widow, they basically starved. And so, the attitude here is, is that I'm self-sufficient. I'm okay. Boy, she's marked for judgment because of that. All right, let's go on here. So, here's the duration of the judgment. Her total destruction will occur in a single day. One day. Folks, that's it. One day. Not a thousand years. A day. God's going to destroy her in a day. You say, is that possible? Well, just think back to Genesis. There were some cities in Genesis that God judged in a day. Anybody know what they were? Because of their sin. Sodom and Gomorrah. See what I'm saying? And they paid a the price heavily. And so what we see here is that her, this judgment of this great city will take place in a day. Now, the rest we're going to see here, verses 18 through 19, is a lament. We're actually going to see that people are going to weep for this government. We're going to weep for this government. Now, you might say, boy, if she's that bad, and if it's that kind of a bad, corrupt system, why would anybody weep over it? Now, you'll be surprised. So, friends, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Some of you know that I was born in Germany. I was born in Berlin. My dad was an American soldier, stationed in Berlin in the 60s, and my mother is a German. He met her there. You know, they got married. I was born, and I have relatives who, at that time, well, they still do. They lived what was then East Germany. And how many remember during the 60s and 70s up to the mid-80s, East Germany was what, folks? Was it a free nation? No, it was a communist nation. So they lived under communism. Now, to understand Germany at that time, you had West Germany, which was a booming economic power at that time. still is. And then you had East Germany, which was like if you crossed over, and I have gone into East Germany. You crossed over, it's like going from from light to dark. It was like going from modern and bright lights to walking back fifty years, because that's just the system they lived in. They didn't have stuff. They had to wait in line for food at the grocery store. They didn't have an abundance of stuff. Okay, now fast forward in 1994. The wall came down in 89, 1994. Lori and I are over there. I took her to see my relatives and we went to East Germany. So we're sitting around. We're we're enjoying fellowship with them. And and my, my cousin says to me, wish things were the way they were. What? What do you mean the way they were? He wanted the old government back. And he said most East Germans wanted the old government back because they couldn't handle the modern lifestyle of the new Germany. It was beyond them. It was like an abrupt change. And so what do you, I mean, yeah, they were glad they could get electronics. And yeah, they were glad that they could go to the grocery store and if the shelves would be filled and they didn't have to wait in line for stuff. But they wanted the old way back. Now, I'm sitting there thinking, huh? Are you kidding me? It was communism. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Not everyone will mourn. When this great city is destroyed, not everyone will mourn. In fact, here's what the Bible says. Look with me, verse 9 through 19. The kings of the earth, who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her, will weep and lament of her when they see the smoke of her burning. Standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, the mighty city for in one hour your judgment has come. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold and silver, precious stones, pearls, fine linen, linen, and purple and silk and scarlet and every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, and marble, and cinnamon and incense and Fragrant oil and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and cattle and sheep and horses and chariots and bodies and souls of men, the fruit of her soul longed the fruit that your soul longed for has gone from you, and all the things which you are rich and splendid have gone from you, and you shall find them no more at all, and the merchants of all these things who became rich by her will stand at a distance for fear of her torment weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, the great city which was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such great riches came to nothing. And every shipmaster who traveled by ship and sailors, as many as trade on the sea, stood at a distance and cried out when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city? And they threw dust on their heads and wept and cried out, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city in which all who had ships on the sea became rich by her wealth. For in one hour she was made desolate. Wow. There's going to be some people weeping when she gets. Why do they weep? It very clearly comes out of this passage. Three groups of people. Why do they weep, folks? Greed. Because this city, this entity, made them what? Rich. Do you understand? Now, you say, is that possible? Well, you know, I'm a news junkie, okay? Have you noticed the news? I mean, things are different. Because I remember back in the 70s, we had the Cold War going on. And so geopolitically, everything was structured with the east versus west. And everything was like who was going to get the upper hand. Did you notice that back then? You kind of clearly knew who the enemy was. Now, you know what? Now, it's not that way anymore. In fact, our old enemies are actually in bed with us. So now things happen geopolitically so that there's a balance so that everybody makes money. Did you notice that? Just got to pay attention to our actions with like Russia or China. Because we've all learned now, whether we're communists or not, that the key thing is making money. Do you understand what I'm saying? And keeping keeping a balance and keeping a lid on everything, and everybody's working together to keep a lid on everything, because here's the thing, even those other nations that were our enemies are struggling with Islamists as well, and we're trying to help each other out to keep a lid on everything, because the main thing that everybody wants to do is what? Make money. So like the Chinese, for instance. They want us to do well because they own most of our debt. It's an investment for them. Do you think they want to see us fall? No. No. Do we want to see them fall? No, you want to buy stuff on the shelf. Do you know what I'm saying? So this is what I'm saying to you. This, so when you hear the lament, this, this is what I'm trying to say to you. We're talking about a governmental structure, an, an, an entity that's making everybody wealthy. Now notice something. When they lament, notice they said they had to stand afar off. Because they were afraid of sharing in her what? Torment. And notice it says that the city was what, folks? What's the passage say? Smoking. This is what I'm saying to you. I think it's very similar to to Sodom and Gomorrah. One day. Total destruction, one day. All right, look here. Here's what I want you to see now. The kings who share in the power of Babylon will grieve her destruction. So the kings who share in the power of Babylon will grieve her destruction. Look now with me concerning the merchants. The merchants will grieve the loss of commerce. Folks, think about it. When the, when the economic crisis happened a few years ago in September and the economies crashed, how many of you caught the news when they said that the foreign ministers from all the nations of the world were getting finance ministers from all the nations of the world were getting together trying to figure out what to do? Did you ever notice that? Why? This is globalization, folks. Because they've got to contain it so that nobody else gets affected. It's happening right now in Europe with the EU. There's a bunch of nations. When they got the euro, they basically told nations there who didn't have anything before, "Well, you guys just go ahead and spend money, go ahead and borrow it. Things are strong here. The euro's strong, and and everything's going to be okay, and you'll be all right." So a lot of those nations, Albania, Spain, and those nations, Greece was one of them. Remember Greece from the news? Borrowed a lot of money and they had a lot of programs going on, a lot of social programs and everything to help everybody do everything. Then the economy crashed. What happened to the euro? Okay. When the euro crashed, then all of a sudden their debt became so overwhelming. So here's what happened. It threatened the entire euro government, the entire European Union. So now nations who had nothing to do with it, are finding themselves having to help somebody else because we've got to prop each other up. Because if one falls, we all fall. Do you understand? Same thing's going on here, folks. Same thing's going on here. So, and here's what happens. So when you've got a world that is gaining wealth because of one entity, when that entity is destroyed, they're going to be mourning. You know what I'm saying? I think you understand that. Like, for instance, At one time, we had several industries right here in town, did we not? And there were probably other group companies or little proprietorships or something that did business with those organizations, with those companies. And when those companies shut down, what happened to those other little businesses? They shut down. They mourned, didn't they? They grieved like, oh, my goodness, who are we going to deal with now? You know, who are we going to deal with? And so that's what we see happening here. So then notice the lament of the sailors. The sailors mourn the loss of income from the great city. Because, folks, stuff moves. How do you get stuff to a great city like this? How do you get stuff to a nation like this? It goes by ship. So, for instance, let me remind you of something. Just, I think it was like three or four years ago, around Christmas, three or four years ago, there's a huge port in California, and they had a strike there, the Dock Stock workers had a strike there right before the Christmas season. And they said there were literally hundreds of ships just out in the ocean waiting, carrying huge cargo ships, carrying stuff from China and places like that to come here for the Christmas season. And it was backing up, and stuff was not getting on the shelves. And listen to me. Guess who made the money? I mean, they had to settle it quick with the workers because they got to get the stuff in. Do you understand? But it's the merchants. It's the shipping companies. This is what they're saying. The shipping companies are going to what? Grieve. Why? Because they're not going to make any money anymore. I mean, the ships were going there. They're not going there anymore. This is what I want you to see here. So, basically, yeah, there's going to be people who are lamenting. When this entity is destroyed, they're going to be the government kings, merchants, and what? Sailors. Why? Because they made money off of her. They made money off of her. So then verse 20 to 24 talks about, again, the destruction. Rejoice over her, O heaven, and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Then a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and threw it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence the great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore. And the song of harpists, musicians, flutists, trumpeters shall not be heard in you anymore. No craftsman of any craft shall be found in you anymore. And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore." And the lamp, the light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth. For by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and the saints and all who were slain. The earth. Okay, let's notice. Let's, first of all, there's a call to rejoice the righteous are called to rejoice over the city's destruction. Why are they called to rejoice? Because God is bringing retribution back on them because of what this entity has done to God's people. Period. God is a God of retribution, folks. Okay? Notice something. The throwing of a great stone. The sudden destruction of the city is symbolized by the stone thrown by a stone thrown into the sea. And then notice what it says, that everything will cease in this city. No longer will the city be a place of activity and commerce. And notice, so it talks about music. talking about the arts. There's no longer going to be music there. It talks about what? No longer are there people, craftsmen, going to be plying their trades in there. No longer the sound of millstone. What's that? That's the grinding of, of grain and food. There's no longer going to be produce going on there and and the shining of a lamp it says no longer the voice of of a bride and bridegroom so even just everyday things like people getting married that's not going to happen anymore in this city because notice what it says this is what i want you to understand look with me verse 23 the last part there for your merchants were what great men of the earth this is what i'm trying to say to you folks this, whatever it has, has companies, has, has merchants who are applying their trade, and they're great in the world. Like, for instance, do you realize this? Exxon. How I many of you know who Exxon is? You go buy gas from them. Do you realize that Exxon has more money than most nations in the world do? Do you realize that? Exxon has more money than most nations in the world. Here, here's what I want you to see. Why are they around the world? Coca-Cola. You know, Coca-Cola is in in places the Bible's not in. This is what it's saying here. So this entity, the merchants of it, will be the great of the earth. And so what I want you to see is activity will cease. And here's the city's sins. The city is guilty of killing the people of God. The city is guilty of killing the people of God. And it will be destroyed. Now, the next lesson, we're going to look at chapter 19. The stage is set. Because the next lesson talks about the conqueror who will come. So that's what we're going to look at next, okay? Let's close our time in prayer and get ready for the morning worship.